Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. Welcome to episode 341 of the AFTN podcast. I am a caribou honey brown lager, Joe DC. It's <laughs> a fine beer. I'm joined by the Bud Light of AFTN, it's Peter Hicking. That's not, that's not a and the Fat Tug IPA, uh, it's Nicholas Ruprecht. Ratings. <laughs> that's probably the bitter. best beer out of the three. But also very bitter. Yes. <laughs> which, which is why, In I, a picked sense that, it's bitter, why right? I picked that beer for you. Um, Gentlemen, if, if the Whitecaps had to play this Liverpool side of 2019, what would the score be? Oh, just one game. Let's not go over two uh, legs. One game, okay. That would be too depressing. One game? Yeah, Nick, what do you think? Uh, like 6-1. Who gets the one? Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, but, but who, which player is specifically? Um, it's a penalty. Penalty, <laughs> penalty and Daniil Henry scores it, probably, right? Peter, what about you? What do you think? Um, yeah, one leg. I, I could count it on my fingers, but... Like both hands. Okay. Um, probably like seven. Now yeah, that sounds about right. But I think in the spirit of this Champions League week, what I think is going to happen is a uh, lucky goal for the Whitecaps in the second minute, followed by two goals in the ninety minute, 90th minute for Liverpool. Like that's mm. kind of the you know when the sports that's in vogue now. Yeah, you know how the sports sometimes just has like an atmosphere. Like the sport is like, oh, this is very trendy. This week it's all about comebacks, right? The yeah. Tottenham and the Liverpool come back. Just amazing. Um, what do you guys think of that game? We'll, we'll jump on that really quickly. The Tottenham Ajax one? Yeah, and the Liverpool-Barcelona one. They were just insane, weren't Dramatic. they? Dramatic. Dramatic. It's what the sport's all about. It's what the competition yeah. is all about, the Champions League. Yeah, the Ajax game, the Ajax game was a really... It's like a good game because either like, it was... Ajax played really well at the beginning and then yeah. it fell apart. Whereas, like, from the get-go, the Barcelona-Liverpool second leg, you could tell the Barcelona weren't... Yeah, I actually I tuned into that game the moment I mean, that Ronaldo scored his. The, so the, yeah. I, I tuned in at the two nil goal, and it just was crazy, crazy from then on. Yeah, I I like I I prefer the Liverpool game just because I think I feel like it's it, it's harder to score four goals and keep a clean sheet, and also the I love the the memes, yeah. <laughs> the just the. Well, the fact that the quick corner. Yes. Yes. Like, Such a clever. Oh my play. god! Such, like, and you know, I read something today um, that they had planned to do that because um, their analyst team noticed how long 
Barcelona players took to stop complaining to the referee about every call that goes against them. It's kind of a nice, like, rub it in your face kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Well, Such clever thinking. Origi almost missed it, though, to be yeah. fair. It, like, went to the top, floated to the top corner, and yeah. But yeah, great games. Yeah. And can we expect the same when the Whitecaps play Portland this Friday? We can only hope. <laughs> yeah, same I, level of excitement, same level of technical ability. Maybe uh, excitement, yes. Excitement. For Portland fans, probably. <laughs> yeah. Portland yeah. Are, are hot right now. They're incredible. Three away games in a row. They have three wins. Last one was against RSL. Just a team on form, Peter. Like you, In this league, form is probably the most important factor when you play a team, right? Yeah, form is... The, it's, MLS is so streaky, so once you get yeah. once you get really good form, it tends to last for a while. But they are they're in really good form. Yeah, Nick, and away games too, right? That's yeah. tough to do in this league, especially with their stadium under renovation. Yeah, right I think now. they they lost the three before this one, and then they won the three the the next Coming batch in, of yeah. three. Like they figured something out, and I think mm-hmm. we saw with Toronto a few years ago that they had a lot of away games at first. And then they played a lot of home games concentrated towards the end of the season. And it really worked out to their favor. Yes. Because, you you know, less travel as the season goes yeah, on, DC, less wear and DC has to do that as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you saw them squeak in to the squeak. playoffs. Yeah. Well, DC had the Wayne Rooney factor, too. This well, is, this this is Joe this is will, of course. Uh, as a d- diehard United fan. I like uh, Wayne Rooney as well, so you're not alone, Joe. But he works so hard, right? You can see he's not one of those Andrea Pirlo type players yeah, who comes no. here and just, you know basically walking around the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> like he, Wayne Rooney really tries. But let's get back onto topic. Um, tactically, pretty interesting for the um, for the Timbers. We mentioned that something, you know, that something has clicked, and it could be their transition to a 4-4-2 versus a 4-2-3-1 that they were using mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Um, so in the last two games, they've used a 4-4-2, and it's gotten results. Nick, what do you think is the, the reasoning behind that? Well, I think... A, not only did they switch the four four two, but they also switched who was playing okay. in, in those positions. I think that helped. But definitely, like, four four two, you're definitely going to have two banks of four. Yeah. And when you have people like Valeri, and when you have, you know, Pacey, wingers, and forwards, yeah. you're going to be able to... It will be, say, up there, who's yeah. like really, really Pacey. Yeah, they switched Flores, the... A former New York Cosmos midfielder, and he's playing on the right flank now. Okay. Oh, I, I knew I knew Flores from somewhere. Yes, yeah, so he's, the, the, he's in the right flank, and they dropped Guzman, who just got traded to Columbus. But yeah, we're it's the trade deadline fallout that we were mentioning. There seemed to be a lot of deals, but nothing really to do with the Whitecaps, so I didn't really get caught up in it. Some interesting moves, and that that was that was definitely one of them. They've also made a huge signing, eh, Peter? Oh yeah, the, no, I mean that was that signing was to a degree for the last week expected, mm-hmm. but it's still a very yeah. What's okay. the name of the player? Brian Fernandez. Brian Fernandez. And about ten million. It's a, million. Really, it's a remark, It's a lot of money, and you. It's ten million dollars, and he was only paid. Only paid. But the Mexican club paid seven hundred thousand dollars only a year ago. So you like. I yeah. Mean, I know. Like, I know what you mean by like. Yeah. It's smart to buy like proven players. Proven players, as opposed to dropping like three million dollars at the Whitecaps have often mm-hmm. done in the past, and it's kind of been a little bit. Sick. I'm. I do wonder how, you know, if. He will show up uh, on the game, or this game might be a bit too soon. They said that he might. He, he arrived in Portland on Monday or Sunday, and Vancouver is not that far. Yeah. And they said that he would be. He would be. I mean, he has just played so, the whole season, or yeah, most of the season most of the next league, 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 league season. But they said he would be available yeah. for. I don't think he start. 
No, but, definitely not. But Maybe there's, a bench. there's a chance you could see mm-hmm. him off the bench. Yeah. I mean, he's quite an interesting player because he's played as a winger and as a striker. And he's done better as a winger. So Yeah, it depends if he if he fits into the four four two that they're using right now as well. Yeah. You'd have to think if you were But I feel like if I was them, I would go back to the four two three one because you know, Valeri and him I think if would he was very going, fluid. If he was going to start this Friday, then yeah, change your system with this new exciting player. But because you know he's probably only going to feature a little bit. He can fit into to the four. You four can put two. this square peg in this round hole just to because yeah. he's played striker. So I, it's I, true. it'll be interesting to see I get how he fits that in, position. How he fits into the Timbers, like because is Ibobis Ibobis say he's like very young American striker. He's been playing well. So will Fernandez be a winner for the Timbers? Will he, he would probably come stuff? in for Ibobis. I think. And, I think that's what I think but, too. See, Nick touched on a point there that Valeri isn't. He, 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 you list him as one of the strikers in the four four two, but he's all around the, the mid, the attacking midfield mm-hmm. area, drifts into space, drops in. You know, he do, he's not he drops in and does some defending too when he, he, needs, to. Yeah. he needs to. Yeah, drops like he, like kind of like what Pedro Morales did, but a bit more, forward. a little bit more. He dynamic. pushes more forward. Yeah, and, and he can really hurt you like if he gets the ball in the right spot. So like it's a four four two, sure, but. You know, you look at a snapshot of the game. It could be a four four one one. It could be a four five one, depending on the yeah. on the situation and mm-hmm. and depending on Valeri's position, the wingers will be required to do different things as well, right? So that's where that's where Fernandez could come in and and bring something extra, right? Yeah. Um, we we look at their midfield. There's a couple of people that we know pretty well. Um, Chara is probably the main person I think of when I say that. Blanco. Yeah. Based on the starting lineup of last game, Blanco was there as well. He's been around for probably quite a season and a half now, or something like that. He's almost. Yeah, Blanco's been here for a year now. Yeah, year he's he's pretty much a known quantity at this point. But then there's Padares and Flores, who, as a Whitecaps fan, I haven't seen much of. But if they're playing starting for the Timbers, they must be pretty good, right? I haven't seen much of either of them actually. Padares is on or he was on loan from Club America, and I I'm assuming they bought him. Yeah. Every team seems to be signing from Liga MX except the Whitecaps. <laughs> it's not a terrible strategy. Well, <laughs> I mean, great to be league. fair, the last time we signed Mexican players, it didn't really work out. Who did we sign Who from, did we sign from Mexico? Mexico? Was um was Efren Juarez? Did he come from? Oh, Mexico? that's true. Yeah. Oh, let's see. He came from Monterey. Right? Oh, Monterey. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, last time we signed, so the Whitecaps been burned. I feel like we've been <laughs> the club has been burnt, and they're like, you know what? We're not gonna get on it's that like, train. It's like a pyramid scheme. You never you, fall for it twice. <laughs> um, uh, now, now they're now to go to their back line. Like their midfield, we kind of know what it brings. It brings. You know, strength and speed, and yeah. um, they're very dynamic. Hearts to kind of over overpower. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to look at the Whitecaps and what they can do a little mm-hmm. bit more on that side to see what what they what elements they can bring to that area of the pitch. But the back line is interesting to read again as a Whitecaps fan because um, some of these players are just are not familiar to me. Valentin, who, who isn't you know the oldest, the most seasoned player on their roster he's the only name I recognize in their back line yeah he was a starter he was a starter last year and he was really good and, he, and he's back to being a starter sure. now but they brought in Viafania at the end of last year and I think they switched Valentin to right back, back. and then Viafania yeah. was left back but Viafania's form hasn't been very good so he's dropped to the bench and it is Valentin yeah and then they signed uh, Jose or George Morea 
who's a Paraguayan right back yeah. this off season, and he's the he'll, he'll be the right back. And mm-hmm. I, I remember that guy. What was his name? Uh, Vitas or something? Or oh yeah, Vitas. The Lithuanian. Lithuanian. Yeah. yeah. What happened to him? I, DC. I, yeah. yeah. But Again, I mean, uh, we're, we're, this is another edition of Urban AFTN. So you just heard a bus outside. <laughs> where, did he, where did he go to, Peter? Uh, DC. Oh. But okay. it was weird. Huh. DC's made a few like weird, weird fullback trades. Tra- they brought in yeah. Fisher, Vitas. Um, they just brought in Marquinhos. Pedroso from Dallas. They just like seem to be trying to fix <laughs> somebody. Plug. They know the future is in fullback, and they're stockpiling. Like, yeah, you know, maybe like a stock. Well, that's kind what of uh, Seattle has now. They have like what three? They have a lock. They just got Joven Jones yeah, back. They have yeah, Jim, a couple backs. of players going back yeah, to their old teams. teams. Fell Harbor is another one. Yeah, um, but interesting. Kansas. Like he just took a one season tour of of the uh, Western LA, Conference, yeah. and then he's back to uh, yeah. back to Kansas. I guess no place like home. That was a, come on. He's well, in Kansas. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Don't want to hit hit a two over the head. <laughs> um, the other people who make up their back line are Mabiala and uh, Tuiloma. Tuiloma is the guy who scored that incredible volley against TFC at BMO Field. Yeah. Um, technique for a defender my goodness just roofed it it was, it was unbelievable uh, not I don't know too much about them these players but based on the results they you know they're doing a good job right yeah. even if you just look at the last six games a 50% win ratio on mm-hmm. the road is fantastic and yeah. the fact that they're not drawing games right yeah like a draw is worth or three draws are worth one win right yeah so they've just accrued they're so just many going positive right. results. I think they're kind of just in a certain sense just going for trying to get those wins I mean over the long term like you said it makes more sense particularly when you're on the road yeah I, like they for like, so long on the road till yeah. what like we actually it's, it's been two months already it's been, yeah. Yeah. yeah they're on the road for a while and I mean like like last year DC was on the road for so long and they barely picked up any points but like, if you're on the road and you're, it was bad and, watching yeah. DC yeah. early last year but if you're on the road and you're winning yeah you, and then you, you might come keep, home yeah. and you're winning then you're going to climb up the yeah. standings so I predicted, fast. I predicted Portland to be first in the West, which I don't think is going to happen. But hey, you could, never, you never know. If they the get really, games, if they get all the home games are going to So many home games the yeah. end of the season. You yeah. know? And Giovanni Savarese has done a great job. job. Like, yeah, he he started so tough last year. Remember they, they even, won the teams yeah. who didn't win a game until Even forever. this year, though, they've started... They started it so badly, but you can yeah. understand it more this year because of the road factor, right? Like that's true. Yeah. Imagine if the Whitecaps had to play all their like the first ten games on the road, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They would barely like they would probably do worse than DC did last year when they when they yeah. had all those extenuating. I wouldn't actually have been opposed to us being on the road for the first since it is like we didn't get very many results since it's a changeover. Yeah. But. I don't think you would do that to yourself, though. Like, well, yeah, no. I mean, it's not like it's only when you're taking something. DC had to rescue that season, right? Yeah, the Whitecaps yeah. don't have the capability to rescue a season this the way that DC did. So, I think it's better to <laughs> to balance it out, especially with the travel involved in this mm-hmm. thing already. Um, other elements that we can think of of Portland bring in my head, they're always good at set pieces, but that could be just you know, Whitecaps are just bad at defending set pieces against them. You know, it'll be interesting to see how or if you know their new signing is going to work because I think depending on if they play him or not that yeah. will 10 determine. million is a lot of money yeah it's, I, a, it's, a, it's a big gamble 10 million dollars for I think he's 23 the mm-hmm. Argentinian yeah. forward I mean like that's a lot of money and you it, and like Atlanta did that with Miguel on the arm where you spent 7 million dollars but like yeah. but he was as advertised but right yeah now. exactly so I mean you, you have to hope it's it's a, yeah, it's a 
Well, from a Whitecaps point of view, you have to hope it doesn't work. Yeah, this is <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, debuts are the limelight will be on him. He might have that extra drive mm-hmm. to try and get something. You know, he'll he'll have heard that the Whitecaps are a big, well, one of probably the second second biggest rival for the yeah. Timbers, and he'll want to he'll see fans there. You know, like, yeah. traveling fans. It'll actually if it's a Friday night, I wonder how many. Traveling fans, fans there will be, but those that will show up are going to join the fan action. Yeah, I was this just week. about to say, yeah, yeah. the um, Timbers Army is supposed which to is uh, you know respect to that. Yeah, it's yeah. a great great um, gesture by them, and um, yeah, uh, there was another missing for the, for that um, this that, week right? that came out. I haven't seen all the the notes the from it yet, but the, uh, yeah, apparently it didn't go as either side hoped it would. No. Which at this point, can you really be surprised at that? Yeah, I'm trying to write an article about that soon, but like, okay, yeah, stay stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> um, so that's uh, we've exhausted our knowledge of the Portland Timbers. It's time for this week's. Do you know who I am? Okay, guys, uh, this this week's Do You Know Who I Am is... It's going to be a good one. I, I know I always say that. First clue... Oh, again, the rules for people who don't know, you have to say stop if you know mm-hmm, the answer yeah. because uh, we don't want to... We don't want any VAR decisions okay. for Do You Know Who I Am, yes. okay? All right. I am a current Western Conference MLS player. I'm just narrowing it down. Okay, yeah. Okay. This could go. Um, I have played in the English Championship... And the Scottish Premier League. Okay. I have eleven caps and one goal for Scotland. Stop, Johnny Russell. It's Johnny Russell. Nick, how many how many weeks how many weeks <laughs> do we have to wait? Sometimes you just uh, <laughs> don't win. That's true. Yeah. As the Whitecaps know very well. No, that's the that's do you know who I am for this week? And on the other side, it's Whitecaps chat time. Hi, I'm Mark Dos Santos, and you're listening to the AFTN Soccer Show. Okay, another do you know who I am in the books? Only one this week, because we didn't have to kill time on a ferry. Whitecaps, guys. How are you guys feeling after the last game? It's probably the first place to start. Good. Oh, yeah, we got, we got a win, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> good, but... Lots I, of goals. Good, Two but penalties. Yeah. Against, against the Whitecaps. Again. Yeah, there's good things from it, and then there's bad things from it. Let's start with the penalty. The, both penalties. Yeah. I thought they were both penalties. Deserved. Yes. And they were both penalties. And they were both well. Freddie Montero's fault was the other yeah, thing. Yeah. Because he pushed Levis into Hey, you know, Marco Santos told Freddie Montero he wanted him to be involved in three major aspects of the game, and he was involved in four, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you were going to say he wanted him to be more cynical in the box, just he it's, it's, did two of them in the wrong box. The box, yeah. yeah. On the defensive side. So, like, there's still some disciplinary concerns, I guess yeah, is the right way to think of Like, the Whitecaps' penalty record is atrocious. Atrocious. It's really bad. They have it's, they've but conceded is, what, five or six now and missed one like yeah. that they've taken themselves it does, to yeah. the Penanga. I think those were both were both the penalty? No, only one was used only one used VAR, right? The second one was a second VAR. Second one was VAR. Yeah, the first one sure. didn't use VAR. But they were both 
actual penalties. No, I know, but it's so frustrating about the whole penalties and the VAR with the Whitecaps is the fact that, like, those were penalties, but based on, like, the record, we don't deserve those penalties. We've, <laughs> yeah, but, like, that's not, but that's not how it works. I know, but it makes me <laughs> that angry. That is so is not how things like, work. It's like, the, it's, works, like the Seattle, it's like when <laughs> Kim Kihi took down Inbaum in the box at the end of the Sounders Whitecaps yeah. game. Like, that was... I think Not if, a penalty, if we were but just, he should have given us the penalty because we deserved it. <laughs> I like your I can, homerism there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Very. Yeah. If we were TFC fans, I would be on totally on board with that. I'm sorry. Um. No. Um. No. But like the thing is, the there's an element of these things leveling themselves out over time, and the Whitecaps are just owed a couple of good bounces here and there. Right. I like, hope so. I mean, but that's but I think you know that sports every once in a while. You're gonna get decisions that go against you, yeah. and and things are gonna be difficult, and and that's the way it Colorado is. Colorado game was a bad example because those were actual. Yeah, those if were those happened the other way around, I would be livid if they weren't penalties because, mm-hmm. like, especially in a VAR era, what is Montero doing? Especially like the yeah. second one just is mind-boggling. Like, in, a, in, a, in years gone player. by, you can get away with pushing a teammate, and then that teammate like falling into someone because the teammate, like. Looks, it looks accidental, so, right? Yeah. But in a time where, even with these incompetent referees that MLS employs, like, VAR will catch a lot of them. And they've been caught so many times before. Question. Do you guys think that the Canadian Premier League refs are better than pro? Are the Canadian like, Premier League I think the Canadian Premier League refs are a bit weird, but they're consistent. I don't think... A little bit. You know, they take Ooh. the same fairies as us. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if, I don't they, know. if they have to eat their sandwich sandwich within ten feet of us, I refuse to believe they're any good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think the the Canadian Premier League is different because they are under the referees. There are under a directive to let the game flow. Yeah, right? we've I've heard it from that. a lot of like I think it was um, uh, Michael McCall's interview with the, with the league commissioner where he was talking up the fact that we're letting this game flow. Like, the referees have... I don't think he said it explicitly, but, like, the referees shouldn't be the center of attention in a game, in in an ideal situation, right? Mm -hmm. And, unfortunately, right now in MLS, and in particular in Whitecaps land, they are. And that's not exclusive to the Whitecaps. Like, how many times have you seen in the past few weeks... Pro coming out saying, "Oh, we made a mistake." Right? Oh, t- it happened yeah. again today with there was Columbus a disallowed goal. goal. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like Caleb Porter's comments, and like we're gonna have it's gonna be another like Trey pass these out like with with the uh, like. But I think soon for sure. But I also think as well, like with the advent of you know recordings for that, you're also going to be able to see more of those problems. They're going to be bigger problems. Yeah. Right. That's true. That like the the number of penalties should go up as far as implemented. Yeah, that's true. Let's let's focus back on the game. Yeah. Like the Whitecaps have had tough luck, mm-hmm. but they've also made their own luck, right? Like if they need to be they need to be more dif- disciplined defensively. Yes. And the frustrating thing, and I think DeSantis will be on on board with this, is that it's not coming from the defenders half the time, like. Yeah, Henry, like Henry, Henry is doing a good job. Yeah, Godoy yeah. is doing a great job. Adi Anand. Adnan's doing a great job defensively. Nerwinski started a bit hairy, but has shored up yeah. a lot, yeah. right? It's the other players who, when they are relied on defensively, that seem to be cracking under the pressure sure. a little bit. Um, let's let's start. We started from the front with the Timber. Let's start from the back with the Whitecaps, as we tend to do. Um, two good options in goal. 
like I, I'm happy with the goalkeeping so far mm-hmm. in the season. I think it will be it will be Crepo. Crepo I think yeah. it should be Crepo. Yeah, this is a big game. Right? Didn't Mark Dos Santos say that like Crepo was better at his age right now than Melia was for Kansas? Yeah, at, yeah. at yeah. that age. I, I I read that as well. I I think I, you have to be a goalie specialist to kind of see yeah, that, like, but I will not surprise that. He would say something like that. Because Crepo has, has been I mean, definitely on the radar of, you know, the national team yeah. and, yeah. you know... His distribution needs to be a bit better, but, yeah. he, like, how many young goalies have amazing distribution, right? This and if true. he can be like Melia, wow, right? Yeah. Yeah. Melia was a late bloomer, but, like, what, what, either way, it just shows that Mark has a bit of... has faith in Yeah, Melia's probably the... I would probably take him as the best goalie in the league right now, or at least most consistent. He was last year, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely up there. Yeah, he's definitely in if the like, top five goalies right now. In yeah, Alex. top five. Like in sure. front of Cripo, uh, what do we think? Um, Godoy and Henry. Yeah, yeah, I mean they are. There's some talk of Kamiri slowly getting back into fitness, but this probably isn't a game. But to I don't think this would be a game like that would no. be terrible for the like they've made a really good pair. Mm-hmm. I think over the entire year, um, and they have. Has Henry made some mistakes? Yeah. Not as many not as really. last but, year. <laughs> but improved. not as many as last year. Like, he's improved a lot, and the, the additional, like, goal-scoring threat that he brings. Yeah. I think he's changed the opinions of a lot of people who were... Oh, he's won me over a lot. He's, like, a he has time. won me over this year. I, I mm-hmm. went, went into this season hoping... I think I thought Henry would be a good third center back. He yeah. has been the best defender he, on the team. He yeah. lost me a little bit last year when he had the whole punch-the-wall thing. I'm like... When when that happened, I, I thought you know your mentality is yeah you 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 can't crack like that you know mm-hmm. like I guess maybe I was being harsh but you know he was also in a bad mood because the result was bad mm-hmm. in that instance but he's showing a calm head like his preseason comments are actually what stuck with me when he said if I if I'm asked to be captain I'll do it for sure but I'm not gonna go looking for it right he's mm-hmm. seems to be motivated and just just from what I've seen he seems to be motivated in a very yeah. good way. Godoy is a good partner for him they seem to have some good chemistry going here's a question going forward do you think he gets called up for the gold cup oh yeah and if so what do the white caps do well the if Cornelius gets called up as they well they both might get called up. I would ex- I suspect they'll both get called up. I, I would be surprised if Cornelius gets called up. He Actually, just hasn't featured so, too much. I mean, yeah, Herd- John Herdman really likes Cornelius. He's called him up since he since his ten, in ten, Hungary. Yeah. since his tenure began. But I would think that the Gold Cup starting pairing should be Henry and James, whatever the other center back. The, oh, the national um, team. man, Car James. He yeah. plays in Denmark right now for yeah. Midtjylland. Or, I I really think Henry national team and Whitecaps is. Is penciled in there for sure, yeah. unless something, something injury wise comes up. Um, just to bring it back to the caps, right back has been kind of a topic of discussion. It's mm-hmm. probably down between Nerwinski and Susser, but Nerwinski's kind of steadied the ship a little bit. Peter, what do you think? I think it should be Nerwinski. I, I they didn't really, I didn't notice them that much when I was which watching. Which is that a good game. thing. Fi- which <laughs> is yeah, which is it? Which you know, that's you could say, oh, maybe they should be getting forward more, but like that's a good thing defensively. Yeah. They didn't. They were not responsible for any problems because Colorado did not test the Whitecaps. I mean, not that the Colorado are a good team, <laughs> From the spot but they did not test them at all, other than penalties which we brought on ourselves. Nerwinski yeah. started the Colorado game and Sutter was on the bench, but never, okay. never came on. Yeah, I, I think Nerwinski should start. Mm. I think so too. Nick, do you feel like he's missing 
his attacking presence that he kind of showed as his in his rookie season a little bit? Or yeah. is it just because tactical changes that that's gone? It, you could maybe make an argument that the tactical changes is why, um, you know, he's not getting perhaps forward as much. You know, we're mostly playing a 4-3-3. He's maybe not getting that support Mm-hmm. Yeah, like in a four that two he needs. in the four two three one that we played into Robinson, you have two defensive midfielders. So yeah. they drop back and they can they, cover or, and they can cover the wide area so the fullbacks can push up more. Yeah. Which in a four yeah. three three here the width isn't like there because the forwards yes. are taking up the width in a four three three. Yeah. Um he, I, I, like a, a trademark of when like when we were playing Robo Ball was the big switch to Nerwinski, right? Like, mm-hmm. get the ball to your fullback and do a big switch to the other fullback and he would cross it in and someone would be at the end of it. But, but like, the other things that he brings, like his driving runs and, you know, his overlapping, mm-hmm. yeah, like, it just seems to be, maybe was, he's focusing on his defending more or something like that. Which, it could be the role that he's asked to play. There's nothing wrong with that, but Nerwinski was so good in 2017. Going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Going forward, he was so good at crossing and he was so good at, like, balls in the deck. That that's a valuable asset that I. I but mean, we're less direct now too, right? As a team, we are less direct. This we're is true. a little bit more about the build up and like the short or the, passes. the short passes, the quick touches, tight spaces. I don't think you would ever say it was his strong suit, but hopefully it's something that he can work on to bring a bit of more of an attacking dimension to mm-hmm. to his current play. Um, the midfield is going to be very interesting to see what happens. Andy Rose came on and scored a winner. Do you throw him in there as uh, like his as a reward for? The composure he showed in front of goal. Oh, actually, maybe. That's, he's, uh, he's a physical player, too, and in this Derby yeah, game... I feel like he suits a Derby. Like, yeah, when you're playing against Chara, like, you need a physical person in there. Is Arise that person? Is Imbom that person? Is Tybert that person? I think Andy Rose is your known quantity in terms of being a physical presence against I, that Arise field. and Imbom are kind of... They're kind of locks in, aren't they? Yeah, because especially game. because it seems like a lot of what the team wants to do goes through Arise or Ingbom. So that but makes... you could we could see Ingbom go back to his forward wide left position, like that inside attack. The half space. Yeah. yeah. Well let's talk about let's talk about the attack. Because yeah, to, an, to answer that question, like is is Inbom gonna be in the attack or is he gonna be dropped? Because Well you, I think you have to go a little bit more for you have to go forward and then answer it backwards, right? Yeah. So yeah. Montero got a goal and an assist but gave up two penalties. Right? I still think he, he still starts. starts. He still starts. I okay. think he still starts. I, I I don't disagree with that. I think that's totally fine. Reluctantly. should start because he's yes. in a rich vein of form. Goal scorer last game. Mm-hmm. And do you think Bangura starts in one of the wide positions? Mm, it, yeah, I, I think... I think this might not be the kind of game that you want Bangura starting. Because you think you need more defensive responsibility? So maybe PC starts? That's oh, the thing. That's, that, that's the thing because starts. I was just gonna say, DeSantis the last two home games has used PC as as Starter. a left winger, which, you know, I, I thought he was pretty awful in what game was it? It was the Minnesota game when he started mm-hmm. left back or left wing. That I was thought, the, I thought he was constantly gave away possession, but yeah. Regardless, he doesn't. I don't think he Levi's, because Levi's, I, I think I prefer him as a left wing, and DeSantis has talked about him as a left winger now, and not a left back. Yeah, like especially with that man cemented into that, um, yeah, like fullback position. If yeah. Levi's is going to play, it's going to be on the wing. But I don't think Levi's starts. I do. No. I think. I think. Okay, if operating under the assumption that Venuto is injured, I think you see Ingbong move to the left, attacking midfield position, Montero up front, and then Bangura on the right, hmm. and then because. MDS did like wax lyrical about what 
what uh, Ingbom could bring in that position, right? The, okay. And remember when Ingbom had that amazing game, even though the Quaycaps lost with Adnan, where they linked mm-hmm. up and yeah. it was the LA yes, game. Yes, that was a really... Inbom, yeah. Tybert, it was Ingbom, Tybert, and Adnan. They together were yes. super dangerous. Because Tybert would, sh- would shift over to cover a bit of defensive yeah, work while the other two players... Yeah, Adnan would push. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that again this week. So Tybert starting in the left center midfield spot. Rose on the right. Rose on the right with Arise in deeper, and then Ingbom on the left wing, Montero up top, and Bangura on the right. I would also feel that then that gives you a little bit more physical presence in yeah, the midfield Yeah, you bring well. Rose I, in there, Arise is there, I think Tybert. they need that, because I think they need a bit more of a destroyer, because Arise is very calm with the ball, and he's very good at passing and distribution, but you need someone, like, like, how, Diego, like how Diego Char operates for Portland, where he just, like, the t- your, your team's on the defensive and then suddenly he's a crunching tackle. He has one job to win the ball back <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. he passes it to somebody else. And yeah. that's his job. Like yeah. and that's fine. There should be um, a Matias Lava statue for of him just winning the ball back and passing it to Pedro Morales. Yeah. Um, the only two like variants I could see come in here would be as we mentioned, if Venuso was fit, then he would I would pick him I, to I would start. Pick him too. Maybe over Bangura if you still want Ingbom in that mm, wide position. Ingbom, yeah. Um I guess there's two other variations after that. It's um if Ardes somehow starts, um, you know, he's been in the press Mark Santos has been kind of needling him a little bit. Maybe he gets well, maybe this is the time where he hopes for a reaction and then yeah. this game he comes in for Montero. Because Montero could be tired as well, right? It's he kind could of, be, yeah. I I have a feeling that our days won't start. I also have a feeling. I, I, I also I, have a feeling that our days loan will be terminated in the summer. You think our our days is loan? I think it'll be terminated. Mm. And I think they'll I think they'll sign because I don't I don't think they're going to trade Montero and I think they're going to sign another striker. Okay. But I mean, I could see I could see why, so. and I mean, yeah. Uh, well, I could totally see why from a business standpoint. You know, at least with Montero, you are getting some production out of him. Yeah. It's not the the greatest, and you did buy him completely, so yeah. Yeah. there's no sense in shipping him. And that's what the whole point of a loan is, right? It's yeah. a very low this risk. Is, this is the crunch time for our days where I think that decision will hinge on is the next two months will make or break whether he's loan is terminated in the summer or he's kept all year. Mm. Yeah, I, I would, if they do have an option to end the loan in the summer, then that would line up perfectly with the timing of these comments from Mark Santos about trying to get a reaction, right? Like, mm-hmm. he, he's shown shown glimpses of quality. It's just... Oh, yeah. He's been, he's been unlucky. Like, yeah, he like, has been unlucky. Against yeah. Fry and then against against Chicago where he hit the post. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if the, the, the last thing I could, I'll throw in there is the fact that Felipe could also bring a physical presence in the midfield, but he just doesn't bring enough, I think, compared I think to Rose actually, or... Yeah. Do you, think he, do you think Felipe has dropped under oh, Rose in the pecking order? Yeah, I think I he may have. I think so. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't blame DeSantis for if that is the case. But, yeah, um, I feel like he's extra weight at this point. I like yeah. Felipe on games where like I like I think I like the Venuto Bangura as both starting wingers against against club like Colorado, mm-hmm. and I like Felipe in a game where like like Colorado where you'd have more like opportunity to attack. Yeah. Whereas like again, I think when you have Rose in there and you have Inbaum on the left wing, it creates more. Solidity, so yeah. you can against better teams like Portland who are going to attack you and threaten you more. I think another way. I, I think another way to phrase what you're saying is that you don't want Felipe in a game where you won't have most of the ball, right? You, yeah. you, when I think of Felipe, I don't think of him as a ball winner. I think of him as someone who 
you know, makes that first pass forward to get the move going. Mm-hmm. Um, and if if he needs to sh- shuffle back into position, like I think as we learned in the the Kansas City debacle last season, Felipe is not the person really to do that. To do that, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a tricky, tricky game, right? Like mentally, it'll be a tough one for the Whitecaps, right? If they go a goal down, like I I don't see this team as having mental strength to be able to come back to withhold any kind of sustained pressure right so the the tempo of the game is going to be something that's going to be very interesting to see right do they go for it early and then try and ride it out mm-hmm. because if you have a mentally weak team that's sometimes the best thing to do rather than shut the game down for 70 minutes to try and win it in the last 20 right mm-hmm. what do you guys think about game strategy i i think like in terms of like game states and things like that i think the white caps would do well to actually you know will lead lead a game like if you look at like what happened in Colorado yeah they were leading or tied but they were never down but they came out with the that's true the win in the yeah. end but so Colorado are also a terrible team Colorado are a terrible team that's true but then look at the rest of the year you know most of the rest of the year we've been either chasing the game yeah or the game has been tied so I think if we would be able to get that win it forces more it puts more pressure on portland Mm -hmm. and then also that'll open up gaps etc we have reasonably pacey people if in like venuto and Lass, you know and in even in bomb yeah i mean i don't think if you look if you look at like the seattle game where the whitecaps clearly played a very defensive I don't know what you call it, a low block, but they they dropped back a lot. It was a lower block. Definitely. Yeah, like they were, yeah. they were trying to. You could tell they were just trying not to get scored on. I think Portland is more of a team where you could. I agree with what Nick said. I think you want to be a bit more aggressive. You want to lead the attack. You want to pressure them because I think I, I mean on paper, like I, the Whitecaps have a decent team. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. think Portland has. Any players in that, like the Seattle's front four, right? Like you're kind of terrified in every single aspect. Yeah. I don't think Portland has that. They've got good Blanco, Valeri, Fernandez. Now they're all very good players, but I don't, it's not the same level of like. They're more fear of a, from every position. They're quite. They're quite like a superstar orientated. Like Team. everything goes through Valeri. Yeah. Yes. That, that, that might be unfair to say because they do have solid other areas, but Valeri is the heartbeat of that team. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, so that's that's our preview for the Whitecaps for this Friday's game against uh, the Portland Timbers. Let's go to the prediction game. Just to sum up what happened last week, there was actually quite a bit of success in our predictions last week, so proud of you guys. Well done. Um, starting with me, obviously. Um, Crepo, clean sheet. That didn't happen. Henry, yellow card. Take that to the bank. That happened. Both teams to score in the second half. That also happened. So that brings me to seven points for the season. Um, Nick, you said that Kai Kamara would score, which did happen. Uh, Godoy would have an AC 1% pass accuracy. He ended with a 76. And you said Kripo would make three saves, and he only made one, which surprised me, actually. I thought he... Yeah, but then it's Colorado's offense. That's true, yeah. Well, they, I guess they did get three shots on goal. Yeah. But... I, said Kripo, I said he'd have a clean sheet. It wasn't for those penalties. Yes, so... Peter, you said that he would have a clean sheet. That didn't really happen. You said that Tommy Smith would get a yellow card. That did not happen. But you said um, Henry would have four clearances, and that did happen. So good job on that one. That brings you to three points. You're tied with Nick and also Gideon, because Gideon, um, he predicted a Henry yellow card, just like me, which did happen. And his other two predictions that were off were 45% possession for the Caps and an R-Day's goal. As much as we wish an R-Day's goal would happen, it did not happen. 
Um, Peter, let's get your predictions for this week. Um, I'm going to stick to my guns and say Henry's going to have five clearances. Five clearances? I okay. think there will be a penalty, okay. and I think Char will have a yellow. Okay. Good, good call on the penalty. Good, good yeah. call on the yellow card I can't as well. bet against the penalty anymore. Like, it seems to happen every the yellow, game. The yeah. yellow Some card is a good one, too. Yeah. Solid. I know you're trying to chase BM four points ahead of you guys in the standings, but... Need a hat trick. <laughs> yeah. Need... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nick, go ahead. I was going to say a yellow card for Char, too, because that's an easy one. But I'm going to uh, go one more and say he will red. get a red card. Oh! Ooh. Red card for Chara. Okay. It's very specific. I was going to say a red card in the game, yeah, is some, but like... But let's go for a Chara. Maybe he gets yeah. two yellows, you know, something yeah. like that. So red card for Chara. Um, I think Portland will have two goals. Portland will have two goals. Very good. Portland will have two goals in the game. Um, and I think... I'm going to say Tybert starts, and I think he's going to get four tackles. Okay. I'm going to say... Hold your hats, sorry. Okay. Tybert assist Ooh. is going to is going to happen. I feel like good things happen when Tybert gets an assist. <laughs> yeah, probably will. I think that in the second half there will be three yellow cards. Mm. Okay, that's a good oh, show. Oh, desktop. Yeah, and, <laughs> and um, of time wasting. No, just three yellow cards. And uh, Bangura will score a goal. So mm. my ideal okay. situation in the second half is Tybert assists a goal to Bangura. And then they both take their shirts off and get a yellow card. <laughs> and then Arisa gets a yellow for, like, complaining to the referee or something. Have we checked yeah. who the referee is for this game? <laughs> it's better not to check, honestly, sometimes. Okay, uh, where can people find you guys on Twitter? Peter. Um, at Peter Hickens. And Nick? Uh, at SpaceInfoRobot56. And you can find me at Joe DC Ben. There will not be preview shows in the next two weeks because the Whitecaps are playing double headers and there's not a good time to record to preview one or the other game, so um, the listeners will be without us for a little while, but uh, yeah. Twitter, you'll Twitter yeah. it up. If we, we could do a full <laughs> show on Twitter or something, <laughs> a Twitter live stream, and people can finally see what the inside of Nick's house looks like. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for listening to episode 341 of the AFTN podcast. Enjoy the game. One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine.